You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I'm Mish. And today we are going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Jay. So Jay lives in the Los Angeles Arts District. He has a creative agency and does marketing for Iron Tree, which is an amazing marijuana brand. That's right. Awesome. So Jay, how is it going? Not bad, honestly. Uh, You know, despite all the quarantine stuff, um, being in the cannabis industry, things actually have picked up quite a bit. Um, And I got quite a bit of people around me like looking for my services. So I've been really busy. I'm arguably a little bit more busy than... uh, than prior. So <laughs> not bad. Got it. And then uh, tell us a uh, little quick, how is dating life for you? <laughs> dating life's pretty interesting. I'm actually uh, six months single out of a six month relationship. So I don't know that uh, whatever it's, it's what it is, what it is. Um, but it's so funny that this popped up because literally two days ago, I scheduled my, my first little uh, FaceTime date um, for this weekend. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. We're both uh, uh, self-admittedly like terrified of doing that but you know uh, we'll see how that goes is this your first time doing something like that uh yes this is my first time well like first time meeting someone like solely on FaceTime. yeah Yeah, so so we're gonna go get some like nice little wine and like cook each other something at the place and then just have a little chat you know Wait, so that you're gonna you're gonna do the wine on virtual? Yep. yep. And then okay, cook some stuff exactly. together. That, that's cute. Exactly. And so, how did you meet this person? Um, good, good old Hinge. Is it, <laughs> and this is your first. This is your first. Uh, your first application of Hinge, or you used no, this in no, the past? No, 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 no. So even this is no. I've I've used this the past like six months. Relationship was all also off Hinge. Uh, I find myself locking myself in my room and working a lot, so I'll resort to uh, Hinge to to meet people here and there. But um, yeah, so. Finally hopped back on the horse there and within a couple of days found someone of interest and uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. It'll be interesting. Very cool. So I'll, I want to talk a little bit about just like the, um, the motivation behind getting on Hinge in a minute. Uh, uh-huh. But before that, I just want to get your, as a man, as a single man, you know, who's, who's a very eligible right. bachelor with a lot of stuff going for you, you, you know, uh-huh. very handsome, you've got some creative projects business minded what is it that you look for when you're when you're swiping on a on a profile because oh, a lot man. of girls they're new on this they just don't know what pictures to put they don't know what to write in their thing what what makes a profile stand out for you right well i think it's a, especially with hinge it's a culmination of you know uh like I, I don't say myself as someone with a type but i'll be compelled to just talk to someone and with the prompts and whatnot so i don't know just being witty showing that they're like pretty passionate about what they do and just seeing that they're like active whether that be you know like uh in fitness world or even with work just someone that's really uh dedicated to whatever their craft may be so if i see that um and then also i have that internal like oh i think that person's attractive too then you know i'll go ahead and send that message or, or give the slight nudge of a, a photo like i feel like there's different tiers to it because some people you feel a little bit more compelled to be like oh let me respond to that versus like let me just give their picture a heart and see what, what happens so I, I i don't know what meter changes that but you know might be like time of day who knows but yeah <laughs> all right so so what was the 
as you as you decided to make that that you know this shift into going back right. and, and getting a little more active on Hinge, what what's what's happening? And is it is it just like cabin fever? What's what's motivating you to to get out on the prowl again? For sure, cabin fever. Just like uh, kind of might as well. I mean, wow, she watches this. It'd be funny. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I moved on a little <laughs> bit quicker. So <laughs> things. I don't know. The band aid came off, and I was like, okay, well, it went through that. I learned some things. Let's let's you know see what the field has. So it's just it's not like a you know a routine in the day, but you know there's times where you're just like, well, let me see what's going on there, and. and throw a line out essentially. So I'm not in like hot pursuit of the next thing, so to speak, but I, I think there's nothing wrong with like, you know, having, having the bait out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you've been single for about six months now. What do you, what do you, what do you think about single life versus relationship life? <laughs> so I was purposely single for four years before this last relationship. Very focused on self-development. Uh, I wanted to know, like, you know, I want to feel prepared to be like in something if I want to be long-term with someone, all that. And then the last relationship was very quick, very I learned a lot in a short amount of time, to put it that way. And then learned uh, a lot about just like expectations in an adult relationship and whatnot. So now um, it's basically given me more things to look for and things like I was saying, like I don't really think of a person like have a type. But now I'm like, okay, here's a few boxes that need to be checked and some to avoid. <laughs> so now being single, it's just having a better radar uh, for that kind of thing. And, you know, trusting your gut a little bit more. So would you say that now after having that relationship, you're, you're more inclined to look for an, another relationship? Or are you, are you now sort of leaning towards going back to the bachelor life? You know, I'm actually, I'm more open to a relationship than I was during those four years of like self-proclaimed self-development. But I'm also, I think I'm more well-prepared to uh, to vet that process. You know what I mean? Instead of just kind of like, oh, this seems like it could work for no explicit reason. And now having kind of like barriers and boundaries with it. Got it. What are those boundaries? Uh, basically trust, like for me, a big thing with the last one was that I was, uh, like feeling and noticing red flags, but I would push them off just because like discussions with this other person and not realizing that those were internal red flags for myself. And then finding out that was basically the demise of everything was that I wasn't listening to myself internally about things I didn't like or things I did like. And, and yeah, um, just knowing what those are a little bit more and just uh, not not identifying it as being just patient with someone. Because uh, it was something where it, like, they just noticed that the things weren't compatible early on. Um, and when you brush that stuff under the rug, like oh, those monsters come out later. <laughs> yeah, they always yeah. do. That's so true. When you push those things aside, it's like you have to take them head on or shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Learn the hard way. So I do want to dig a little deeper because um, you, you talked a, uh, quite a bit about a few lessons learned. And right. if you just like, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of, of a butterfly coming out of a cocoon here and through hardship breeds improvement, right? right. And sometimes right. you have to go through a, 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 a few, a few speed bumps in order to know what it truly means to, to drive. Right. So tell us a little bit about some of these lessons that you learned from this relationship it's it's so hard to be spot on with this so it's just a major compatibility thing where you just notice little things weren't lining up um and for me it was just trying to identify like why why am i frustrated in this situation why am i 
why am I just waking up not happy? <laughs> and and uh, it was just that. It was just trying to make something work that didn't work. And it's hard to be really specific with it just because it did turn into being like a, a day-to-day thing where things were just building up. And it was small things that you know you wouldn't usually get mad about or, or frustrated with. And then it would just turn into, you know, a random fight or people not talking for a while. Um, and then again, brushing that stuff under the rug turned into, uh, it comes up later in worse ways. And then it shows through and other things. Um, so that's, that's even having this kind of discussion with that person recently, like it's so hard for me to bring up any specific thing because I don't like being like really picky with people in that sense. So when all the little stuff turned into larger issues, it's just, do you ever like, like whenever you are communicating these things, do you ever have to deal with them like getting like defensive and not like seeing eye to eye with you? Or is it usually pretty right, like... Yeah. Yeah. So one of the major things too was this was a person that was has, was pretty polarizing in their, their um, just personality overall. So one major thing that I noticed was everyone around me, family, friends included, uh, decided just to become more distant. It wasn't because of me, but it was the people I was deciding to keep around me. Um, being this one person specifically, and uh, they did they did just have a very polarizing personality, to where they would just say some things that rub people the wrong way, and uh, they didn't even realize it. And me being the, the trying to be the good boyfriend was like, no, it's you know, it is how they are. You know, they are they have redeeming values. Um, but then within that six months, it was wow, I'm not around the people that I'm usually around anymore. They don't want to be around this person. They tell me in these different ways that. I shouldn't be around this person yeah. yet. Uh, uh, beauty, beauty can kill. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a red flag for sure. Like yeah. I think it's so important for like family and friends to like the person you're dating. Cause I feel for anyone, I think just so anyone would say that those opinions matter most to them. So, right. and sometimes it's like, we can feel blindsided in the fact and we're like, but I really like this person. So I'm going to keep talking to them. But then at the end of the day, it always ends up being like, you guys are right. <laughs> right. Right. So especially that early on noticing, like it's not worth, you know, trying to grow one relationship to kill all the other ones that you've ever had. That you've so, built for so long. Yeah. It's like not exactly, worth investing exactly. your time in that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was always a, a rough spot. Cause, uh, she would say, well, why does their opinion matter more than mine? And I was like, well, because I've known them my whole life. They know me. I know them. I've only known you for six months. <laughs> right. That's very, very, very uh, difficult waters. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Placing people on scale sometimes is really, is really just hard to make that work. So let's shift gears a little bit and start chatting about Single J now. Please. So, yeah. So <laughs> what's... Uh, what, What's uh, what's Single Jay's process from um, meeting a stranger to getting frisky? Um, I just had this discussion recently. I, in my mind, I'm very suave. I'm very cool and collected. In reality, it's that is that is a process that needs some work. Like I'll I'll, I'll get the job done and everything, but I'm someone like I've found I have to get hit in the brick with a head for someone to be like, let's go, let's let's sh- like shack up, whatever. I I. I need the green light. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but my gauge is just like, I'll keep holding the door for you over and over again. And yeah, well, yeah, i just have a tendency to be too nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the process though, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a pretty traditional quarter, uh, even using the word courting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very wine and diner. All, you know, I like taking 
people out to nice restaurants. I like eating good food, drinking good wine, going to, you know, different shows, comedy shows. But I will say the comedy show route, I has been proven to be pretty uh, detrimental at points. That, yeah, that wasn't great one time. <laughs> what are your, what are your like biggest turn ons or like what makes you like most attracted to a woman? Oh my God. Um, creativity and like passion for what they do. Like purely that. Um, if, if I see drive and just like someone with original thought, that's like really not concerned about the people around them, what they're doing like that, that drives me crazy. I will, I will head over heels. Have you ever, you know, like had like liked someone that didn't have that. And then it just, you tried to make it work and you were just like, okay, this isn't going to work because you just don't. Right. So I've, I, I was involved with someone who I thought had that. Um, and then you look under the hood and it was more of a a passive thing. So they, they were presenting themselves as someone very passionate about something certain they did, um, like painting and whatnot. And then came to the practice of it and it was like, Oh yeah, well I, you know, everything should just come to me because I do it here and there versus really engaging with what they do and really being passionate about it. And on top of it, like the, uh, the driving factors being like, well, if I do this a little bit every day, I'll be super famous with it and everyone will love me for it. Mm. Where that, that for me is a major turnoff. If if your biggest motivation is to get the love of the world, which being famous, go ahead and do it. But if, if the, uh, the fire isn't fueled by just like you wanting to give more to other people or really just like be the best at what you're doing and what are you doing it for? Yeah, like doing it for yourself, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you'll, you're on a fast track to be like lost in whatever that is. If, if you think that you just need everyone's approval for to be good at it or whatever, you know? Definitely. Cool. Yeah. All right, Jay, we're going to do one more, one more question about just like your, um, your opinion on relationships or just like your right. philosophy on relationships. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to shift gears a little bit. But yeah. So, if you had a magic wand and you could have any dating life you could imagine, what would it look like? I'm sorry, I cut off when you said any. Ah, oh, <laughs> all right. So that's cool. Oh, that was my practice run. So yeah. if you could, if you had a magic wand and you could have any dating life that you could possibly imagine, what would that dating life look like? Oh my god, I dating life. I'm so simple, honestly. Like, I'm I, I'm past the rounds. I'm past like just going out and strolling at the club and all this stuff. That was a, that was a previous life, but <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to find that person at some point. I'm okay with being single, but uh, once I find that one, I'll be good. I'll be good. Um, magic wand for dating life. Like, let me just let the next one be the person I see in the morning with bad breath for the next 50 years. Quite honestly, like <laughs> I'm, I'm good with, with, you know, putting the shots up now. Yeah. <laughs> right right on. Man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. You know what you like. Yeah. So we're going to shift gears now just to uh, ask you some questions that are a little more fun. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to ask some dirty questions. We're going to ask some, some random questions. And what we're, we're really trying to find here is just your personality, just your opinion, um, just what you think about it. So just uh, doesn't have to be a long answer. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind or, or just how you feel about a certain thing. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Cosplay. Cosplay. Oh, my God. I actually grew up with everyone around me cosplaying and I was terrified of it. Uh, but uh, in the bedroom, maybe. <laughs> 
what would be your favorite? Uh, what would what would really turn you on? What outfit? Uh, 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 I don't know. Something from an old anime I used to watch. Uh, I can't. I can't think of the name of it. Maybe like Gun and Wing or Pokemon or something like that. Just throw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> the girls, you heard it. Just dress up in your Pokemon outfit. And... <laughs> Give me a Pikachu. Come on. <laughs> right. And then are you into role play? No. Well, you know what? I, I don't want to say no because it's nothing I've been just like, here, here's a costume, try it on. Uh, so I'm open. I'd be open to it, but I've never like, you know, really gotten into the roles, so to speak. All right. What do you think about polyamory? Polyamory. Um, I think it works for people. I have a lot of friends that do that for me. Uh, I, I don't need it. Um, but hey, if it works for you, go ahead. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the phrase, make him wait five dates before sex? Does that usually happen? Or do you get like restless if after like a couple dates, you're not getting, getting it in? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's, I'm so vanilla in that sense. Like I, I try to stay so focused on myself. That that just throws me off, even the pursuit of it. So like I can go a while without really like being like, okay, well, I gotta get get something going here. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Making way, I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> do you put your toilet paper over or under? I don't understand why people do under. I don't <laughs> Get it. Someone told me once it's left-handed people. And then I found that was a lie when I was younger and it blew my mind. Um, but yeah, well, I don't know why there's an under shouldn't go that way. What, where's the craziest place you've had sex? Um, so eh, not, nothing crazy, but, uh, my old balcony overlooked Hollywood Boulevard. So that was really interesting. Just having like masses of people out there. And then, um, I don't know, just like there was a rooftop pool at the W and that was pretty, that was, that was interesting just because the um like when when you live there they can't really say much so like the the pool attendant would just come and do a lap and <laughs> they're just you know doing her thing and, and they're taking a lap but they're kind of like just staring at you as they walk around it's kind of like that passive like hey please don't do that but also <laughs> being a resident there you're like well you can't tell me to, what to do right right so yeah, I mean that that was that was fun. Nothing nothing crazy like public stuff and all that. Yeah, what, nothing crazy like that. What's your favorite part of a woman's body? I'm a I'm a butt guy. Yeah, like also like also like that front V. I don't know what you call those, but those like there. hip lines. Or yeah, hip lines. I'm all about hip lines. Yeah. Obliques? Yeah, yeah. The obliques? No. Obliques. Some, some yeah, but like, like there's some. I, I don't need. I don't, I don't need someone with like more chiseled obliques than me. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. So I think that's uh, that's it. So we we have one final question before we go. Mish, do you want to ask? Do you love quickies? Quickies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah i love me a quickie uh you know you just gotta catch a meeting or something you get one in you know freshen up and then you're out the door yeah 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 i, I love me a quickie but you know the the, the good old two-hour session is not bad either <laughs> beautiful all right well jay it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for awesome, sharing guys. your stories thank you jay I hope you got what you wanted out of me. <laughs> oh, of <laughs> yeah. course. No, I, know, so, I, I love hearing it's it's fun to hear everyone's, you know, everyone's so different. So it's really yeah. interesting. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was amazing to have you listening to the show. Um, of course, be sure to swing by. If you enjoyed the show, drop by and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. 
if you have some negative feedback, we'd take that too, because we want to improve. But yeah, the positive feedback is also really good. It helps other people find us. And if you do want to be featured and share your story on the show, drop us a line at dirtondating.com backslash single to introduce yourself. We need more singles and people in relationships to share what they're going through so that we can keep the show going and, uh, and keep people in the know, in the loop. So stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure. 